Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Today, we're gonna be talking about something that I get questions about nearly daily, and that is what to do when your little kid says something like yuck to the food that you are serving. I know as a parent of a previous picky eater and of young kids, how frustrating this can be to hear. It just completely is like a shot to the heart when you have put your heart and soul or any of the energy left that you have at the end of the day into making dinner just for them to stick their nose up at it, call it a yucky name, call it gross, call it disgusting, say that they don't want it, say that they want something else. And it can be so frustrating and demoralizing as a parent to hear that, to know how to respond to that, and realizing that we also want to teach our kids proper etiquette to be polite and not completely rude towards someone who just spent so much of their energy helping them get healthy food. Right? I know it can be so frustrating. So today we're gonna dive into that topic. But first, before we go any further, if you haven't already subscribed, downloaded, shared this with a friend, left a review, I would love it if you paused this and did that right now. Not only does it help other parents just like you, but it also means so much to me as well. I read every single review and I'm just so grateful that you are here putting in the work to help your picky eater. All right, so let's get into it. Imagine this. I'm sure it's not going to be hard to imagine. You just cooked dinner. You are putting down the steaming, hot, wonderful, delicious plate of maybe your favorite meal. You put it in front of your little kid and they go, ugh, what is that? That's disgusting. Yucky. I don't want that. Gross. No. Right? We have a few different ways to respond. Number one is to respond completely emotional and go, hey, back off. This is what I just made, right? We get like really emotional, really kind of like built up and we start to respond to their emotional response with another emotional response. And all of a sudden we are like up leveling the game where they have a big response. Then we have an even bigger response, hoping to maybe scare them or to uh, put them back in their place. Right. And this is really common. We actually see this all the time where we say, Hey, don't be rude. Hey, change your attitude. Hey, stop. Right. And we just try to like halt and squash that type of behavior. And it makes sense. It is rude. I would never go to a dinner party of a friend's or even out to a restaurant and yell yucky at the server or yell disgusting at the host of the party. Right. We know that that behavior isn't nice. We also are emotionally attached to the food that we just spent time, energy, and money preparing for our little one. So when we see them have an emotional response, it is normal for us as also human to have an emotional response. And I understand that desire to shut it down, to squash it, to eliminate that behavior and tell them you will never again speak to me that way around food. What happens when we come back at them with an emotional response is we make them feel really uncomfortable and unable to share their true feelings at the table. 
Now, a good kind of reason to think through this is that, no, we don't want to just allow any sort of disrespectful behavior. And every family is going to have a different boundary of what they can and can't say. I remember growing up that not only did my family, we were best friends with another family. We had wildly different expectations at the table or at home in the home environment of how we spoke to each other, what words we could use, what words we couldn't use, what foods we could eat, what foods we couldn't eat, what we had to ask for, what we didn't have to ask for totally different. And that is okay. It is normal and it is good for families to have different boundaries because you know your family best. And that's why I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly what to do, but I'm just going to try and help you think through a few different ways that you can handle it. So going back to just squashing the behavior. I know it sounds really appealing and I know that sometimes you may not even be able to help it. It's been a long week. It's been a long day. You are exhausted. You are tired. And you just put all this time and energy to a food that they literally just got disgusted by. It is an emotional response. So that is normal. What we want to recognize is a, you're completely validated in having those feelings. Bring them to me, leave a comment here, come to my DMs, complain about it, whine about it. We will shout and scream and throw a tantrum together over it because I'm right there with you. It's important not to do that in front of our kids. Hey, you guys, Alyssa here. I'm just sneaking in really quick to let you know of the free class that I am teaching very soon. I'm going to be talking about the top three most overlooked, under talked about reasons for picky eating that are very likely happening in your home. These are sneaky reasons that you may not even realize are causing picky eating. I can't wait to teach on this information. So click the link in the description box below to learn more about this free class, snag your seat, mark your calendars, and I hope to see you there. I'd love to be able to answer your questions, plus you get a free gift for coming to hang out with me. All right, that's all for now. Click that link in the description box and I will see you soon. Back to the show. We need to educate them how to respond and how to act at the table. They don't know. They're brand new. They're literally, quite literally, testing new approaches out to see how you're going to respond. On top of that, they're learning from your behavior. So if you come to the table and you are super emotional and you are having a big response, guess what that's teaching them? It's okay to be super emotional and have a big response. It does not matter and it does not register with them that yours is completely and utterly like okay to have because of XYZ context, because of XYZ reason. They don't understand context. They don't understand nuance. They don't understand that yours is justified and theirs is not. They are truly having a feeling of disgust towards this food. They are repulsed by it. They are feeling like the only way they know how to express themselves is by using a word that they might be heard from someone else or even a sibling. Yucky, right? That's all they know. Our job is to build scaffolding around that kid to educate them on how to appropriately and respectfully respond when we don't like the food that's put in front of us. So again, if we model big, energetic, emotional responses, they're going to continue to do that. Even though in our adult head, we can say, well, mine is justified. and This is why I acted that way. They have the same justification. They just don't know how to articulate it yet right? And you can come, like I said, and me and you can throw tantrums together and we can celebrate together in different scenarios. I am so happy to do all these things, but there are certain emotions and certain feelings and things that we might want to say that we shouldn't be saying in front of our kids because it's only going to lead to more heartache for you. So like I said, at the table, this is a great time. I know it doesn't feel like a great time, but this is a great time, a great opportunity to educate our kid. Now, in the middle of a full-blown tantrum, this is not the time to educate. 
But when we have this experience of our kid yelling yucky, making us like snarly face at the food, questioning it, pushing it away, being maybe really rude or disrespectful, saying some hurtful things about the food that you just made is actually a really great opportunity because what that communication is telling us is they do not know how, they are not mature enough, they do not understand, they do not have the words to tell me how they're feeling and I get to fill them in. I get to teach them that. So again, not in the moment when they're maybe having a big tantrum or big meltdown, but we let them have their moment. We calmly and collect ourselves and are able to communicate and teach them what to say. I hear that you don't like the food that's in front of you. And next time, mommy would like to hear you say X, Y, Z. Now for every family, like I said, it's going to be different on what you accept as respectful speech and what you don't. So you have to figure that out for yourself, but I'll give you a few of our favorite kind of slogans. Number one is don't yuck someone else's yum. Now this is a very popular way to respond. You'll probably see it on the internet somewhere or wherever. And originally when my kids were really little, like toddlers, which I still have a couple of those, but when my kids were really little, really little, this didn't really resonate with them. They didn't understand what I meant. So don't yuck someone else's yum. I had to explain it. I said, we don't call something yucky that someone else thinks it's yummy. And then I might give them an example. If you love to rollerblade, but I don't, that doesn't mean rollerblading is bad. That means you like it, but I don't. I like to bike instead. And I'll use examples like that, especially when they're a little bit younger. Now it's become a phrase that I've explained, that I've connected kind of the meaning behind that phrase. So now my kids can understand it. So I can say, hey, we don't yuck someone else's yum. They like immediately get it, right? And so that's really important. Another important way to express to them that it is okay to have feelings about the food. It is not okay to be disrespectful or treat someone poorly based on the food at hand, right? And I do like to express to my kids and teach them that cooking takes work, that this was energy, that maybe even this was money put on the table, right? That is an important lesson. It is not necessarily the lesson I want you to do right at the table while we're also trying to get them to eat. This is going to fall into the category of trying to guilt them into eating the food. And that we actually don't want to do. The more that we guilt them or beg them to eat the food, oftentimes the bigger resistance they're going to have. So in this moment at the table, we want to come up with a kind but a firm way of telling them, hey, that behavior is not okay. You don't have to eat it. And I would like you to say something different. I would like you to express yourself this way. So we can give them some examples. Don't yuck someone else's yum is a great one. You can also say, hey, next time, can you say no thank you? right? Hey, next time, can you say maybe later? This doesn't look so appetizing to me. This doesn't look so good to me right now. A big kind of lesson that I've learned in parenting and with helping thousands of other parents reverse picky eating is the idea of a growth mindset. Instead of saying yucky, no, I don't want it. Even no thank you actually can sometimes finalize and get them in a fixed mindset around food. What we want to do is open up the door of possibility that one day they will accept this food. Maybe tonight they're not going to eat broccoli, but one day we want them to be open to it. If we constantly let them say like, that's gross, that's disgusting, yucky, I don't like that, no, and we validate that in a way that says, okay, you don't like broccoli, and we start telling them how they feel about it, we start giving them kind of this out or this hall pass about you don't like this food, you don't have to eat it, you don't blah, 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 blah. We start to put them into like a pigeonhole of a corner of now a fixed mindset of, I don't like broccoli, I'm picky, Uh, that's disgusting to me. It's no longer open. So what we wanna do is when we exchange their words and say, hey, next time can you say it like this? We wanna maybe tack on a way that says like, 
not yet. I don't like broccoli yet. I don't like Brussels sprouts today. Something that gives our kid kind of an open window to say, oh, I can change my mind. It doesn't mean that I'll forever hate broccoli. In fact, I have taught my kids multiple times of multiple different foods I thought I didn't like, and then one day I really liked it. And some days I'm in the mood for mushrooms on my pizza, and some days I want nothing. Some days I want a really big sub sandwich for lunch, and sometimes I want salad. And that's really teaching them that we can be in the mood and be open to different foods at different times, which is a human experience for both kids and adults alike. So again, teaching them that verbiage around that food. So pulling back, we want to keep our emotions to a minimum, try and calm ourselves before we respond. And I always recommend to parents, hey, in the moment, if you are too charged, if you are too upset over what your kid has said or how they're treating you or how they're treating the food, take a breath, say nothing, try and calm yourself down, and then you can approach it later. I think one of the biggest parenting things that I have learned about parenting is not everything has to be handled in the moment, especially forms of disrespect or uh, any sort of like mismatched energy where they're treating me in a way that I don't appreciate. I have this like survival mechanism as a parent to basically enter into a power struggle and say, you will not treat me this way in that moment. So I have to check myself and my ego and say, this doesn't have to be handled right now. In fact, nine times out of 10 right now is the worst time to handle it. My kids have learned so much more when I take a breath, calm myself and come back to them. Hey, do you remember when you said X, Y, Z at the table? Well, that actually hurt mommy's feelings and here's why. And I understand you feel that way. However, you can express it this way, teaching them a new way to express themselves, giving them different terms. Like I said, leaving it open for an open mindset or a growth mindset about different foods is super pivotal in these moments. So I hope you can start to see how when our kids start to tell us things like, this is yucky, this is disgusting, I don't want it, no, and sometimes this even happens in the kitchen, we have choices on how we're going to respond. Nine times out of 10, our own emotions are going to try and take over. So I encourage you to take a deep breath. I encourage you to role play this maybe with a partner or a friend and say, okay, next time my kid says this, here are two or three things I can say instead. Next time my kid says this, here's how I'm going to handle it. Here's how I would like to handle it. And you can start talking to your kid, both at the table or after a meal, of how you want to be spoken to. You can also do this ahead of the meal and kind of prep them. Hey, mommy's trying something new, right? You can let them know they're going to be seeing something new and that's okay. Oh, tonight is really exciting. We get to try out something new. Here, come to the table. It's dinner time. Let's see what's on our plate. Trying to try to get them excited, get them a little bit um, kind of ahead of the curveball of the surprise is sometimes really helpful, especially for young children. So the next time that we say or hear yucky, no, I don't want this. Just remember that you have choices. Take a step back. Remember not to respond emotionally, not to shut them down and tell them what to do. But instead, this is an opportunity to teach them how to respond in those moments in a still respectful way while still also validly having their own experience, their own feelings, and their own thoughts about the food in front of them. Do I wish that there was a magic pill to change their thoughts in the moment that, oh my gosh, you're going to love this food? Yes. Is there actually a way to do that? 
No, we can't download that information and just pop it into their brains. We have to build the scaffolding. And this is why it is so important, especially for my table talkers. They have learned through my online course how important it is to build that scaffolding to support them in a way that isn't pressuring and telling them what to do, but is encouraging them to use their own sense of curiosity, their own desire to eat foods, their own desire to stay healthy in a homeostasis in order to be interested in trying new foods. And there is a way to do this. So I'm going to link some resources down in the description box below. I'm going to link them below and you can check all of that out. But I do want to encourage you that the end of the world is not coming to you when your kid is complaining about the food ahead of you I or ahead of them. I understand that it can feel really emotional and I can understand it can feel really defeating, especially with all the time, energy, and money that you're putting into the food. It can make you feel like you want to throw in the towel and just make them the dang mac and cheese for the 20th time in two weeks because you want them to just eat what's in front of them. I encourage you and I implore you that the work that you are doing is important. Continuing to serve variety, continuing to teach them the correct response, to teach them the verbalization of what they're experiencing, how they're feeling, what they see, and how that's connecting to an emotion inside of them is so important and will help your picky eater become less picky eat over time. So maybe role play, Think through some different scenarios, think through some different terms that you're okay with them using about the food. And remember, and this is one of the key things that I teach all the people in my course, pressure isn't going to work. Forcing them to take a bite, a no thank you bite, a, a polite bite, or forcing them to finish their plate, bribing them, begging them, negotiating, using power struggles or pressure techniques to get them to eat is going to backfire. It's not really just a matter of if, it really is a matter of how long until it backfires. So I encourage you to allow them to explore their plate, allow them to say no, allow them to speak their mind in a respectful way, have a dialogue and continue to teach them how to try new foods because after all, it truly is a skill. All right, I hope this episode was helpful for you and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at NutritionForLittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.